We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Transformative Principal, episode 112 with Kimberly Miles. Kimberly Miles is the principal of East Gresham Elementary School in Oregon. And there's about 420 kids there and with a high mobility rate. And this school is a Title I school that is a turnaround school which means that recently the principal and half the staff removed and Kimberly came in to lead the school. Uh, There's about 33% ELL students, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with her and learn a lot. We go through a ton in this interview, and I learned a lot from this, and I'm grateful for Kimberly coming on and chatting with me about what's going on at her school. As you know, I learn a ton from all of these principles. If you would like to get the short version of everything I've learned, you can sign up for the newsletter at transformativeprinciple.org, and you can download for yourself the top five ways to be a transformative principal based on all the answers that I've received over the course of doing this for more than 100 episodes. Welcome to Transformative Principal. Today, I am fortunate to have Kimberly Miles on the podcast. She is the principal of East Gresham Elementary School in Oregon, and we are excited to talk to her. Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with all of the Transformative Principal listeners. You are most welcome. So you have a unique situation in that for many years, we all have heard about turnaround schools and how turnaround schools are those where they wipe out half the staff and the principal and bring in a bunch of fresh blood, which is supposed to make everything work in a school. You are that principal who's the fresh blood in your school right now, correct? I have the opportunity to be new thinking in our building, yes. (laughs) Good. That can be a situation that is a wonderful opportunity, a very challenging opportunity in many different things. So I'd like to get your take about what makes coming into a school in that situation a very challenging or difficult thing, and then we'll end with the positive 
after that? Sure. What was exciting to me is an opportunity to start anew. With a turnaround school, half of the staff had the opportunity to go to other uh, schools in the district, or they had the opportunity to apply to a position here at East Gresham. The staff that chose to stay, they were really excited about starting the project and moving forward with and supporting student achievement. Not to say that the other staff didn't, but it was going to be a big challenge, and they were really excited about the opportunity. So really looking at and then hiring new staff to fulfill those positions was really exciting because you got to interview candidates who were really wanting to do the work and to move forward in a new way. So interviewing those new staff members and making it fit with existing um, staff members was really exciting. Yeah. So you have to hire um, a number of new people. Was there a requirement that you had to have half of the staff leave or were you allowed to hire back as many as as you wanted? It was right down the line. Half the staff was existing from former East Gresham and then the other half was new staff members. They could be from other schools in the district or outside in our community. Okay. And then what were some of the things that you were looking for as you were hiring these new people and these teachers coming back? What were the kinds of things that you wanted those teachers to have? Just a willingness to do what works. Defined what works is what we together collaboratively discover of what our, our students need to know and be able to do and how are we as a team going to fulfill that um, need with our students. Really having that mindset that our kids can learn and we as a team collaboratively get to do it together. So that collaborative thinking was just imperative to move forward to do the work and having a belief that our students can do the work. They're just not there yet. Yeah, and that yet is so important. I was an assistant principal in a Title I school that was going through school improvement, and we were close to that threshold of having to be a turnaround school as well. And so that fear or consequence or whatever was hanging over our heads. But you're obviously a positive person because you totally dodged my question about what is challenging and just went straight to the positive. So what are the things that you were most excited about coming into the school, things that you knew you could build on based on what you knew about the school already? Well, I'll own it a little bit. I must be honest, I was a bit fearful. There was so much work to be done. And I always ask others who um, are interested in how we started, what would you do first? Where would you start your journey of student achievement, equitable student achievement? And Whatever they answer, I would say, you're right. That's it. That's important. That's something that we need to do. So imagine touching every system in your school and refining it to make it work equitably for all of your students. So the question really becomes, are you willing to do the work and what do we need to do to get it done? And the answer is everything. But you have to be systematic. You have to really prioritize where do you start. And well, where we started here at East Gresham was building a culture of change, really nurturing each other, nurturing our students with this thinking that we get to do this. And isn't this exciting? And what 
we do matters. So we're going to move forward purposefully and with excitement and celebration and make it happen. Although I must admit, I'm one of those principles that goes very fast. And as a leader, I had to learn to go slow to go fast. And so where we went slow was building that culture of collaboration and understanding and doing it together and building a real, really shared leadership framework. And that's where I think our success has come to this point is it's not my decision. It's not the teacher's decision. It's our decision together in a shared leadership framework. Yeah, that that is vital to to the success of a of a turnaround school. Where did you start? What was the first thing that you said? This is what we got to change. And I know you already talked about the the culture of change and of collaboration. So, what besides those two things? Maybe talking about a specific system that you changed first. What was your big thing that you came in and said? This is what we got to do. Where you actually went fast? Okay. Actually, there's three things that we did and we focused, relentlessly focused on all through the first year. And the first one we talked about was the culture change, having this mindset of we get to do this and we're just not there yet. We just have to collaboratively figure it out together. And then the second one is we're asking teachers to do this tremendous big job of facilitating growth and achievement for these students who traditionally had been underperforming at this point. So where did we start next was targeted professional development for our staff. What is it that they need to know and be able to do so they can facilitate learning for our students? And really being specific on, we focused on literacy first, but again, what does that mean to be professional learners? And how do we facilitate um, learning along the way? We're a really strong professional learning uh, community, and we collaborate consistently throughout the week and one day of the week. And so we have time to meet. And it's not just that one-time professional development opportunity. It's consistent, targeted, ongoing professional development around what does effective teaching look like, feel like, and how do our students experience this this growth, this um, ownership of their own goals so they can be part of the conversation. So culture, professional development, and the third initiative that we really focused hard on and still are focusing on is effective instruction. What are the key components of effective instruction? And are they being implemented in the classroom? And how can I work with my grade level team to hold myself accountable for those effective teaching strategies so that students have an equitable platform, no matter what school they go to, that they receive instruction that meets their needs? Yeah, that, that is fantastic. What I like there is that your three things, the third thing was effective instruction. And typically we start with effective instruction being the first But if you don't have a culture change and you don't have targeted professional development, then your effective instruction is probably not going to be as powerful as you want it to be. And I really like the idea of having targeted professional development so high up on the list. Can you talk a little bit about how you make that work and what resources you use to make that work so that it is targeted and not just one size fits all? So we focused on literacy. And 
my staff really needed the professional development support to understand how to effectively teach the big five ideas in reading. Looking at our student achievement data, we really actually went deeper with what their specific needs are. And our staff had never received that kind of professional development where they could um, implement effective change in literacy instruction. And so that's where we initially started. But we had to back up a little bit because, again, yes, targeted professional development, but did we have the mindset that the belief that our students could do the work. And so there's where we had to back up a little bit and go back to revisiting what does a culture of learning look like and feel like for ourselves as learners, teachers and educators, and what does a culture of learning look like for our students, helping them understand grit, growth mindset, which is the word we hear all the time now, but endurance, you know, a ability to want to do it. You know, we had to learn how as we as educators teach that to our students. And that's an ongoing life process that we continue to do today is how do we encourage our kids that yes, they're not there yet, but we believe we know that they can get there what we're going to do it together that shared ownership. So targeted professional development on literacy, writing with woven into that growth mindset, moving away from I can't do it to I can't do it yet. If you were to ask one of our students here at East Gresham, what are your goals? They could answer you and they may say to you, well, I'm just not there yet. So that's our word here at East Gresham is yet. Yeah, so powerful. And that's powerful for the adults too, because as they're learning new things, they need to be able to say, I'm not there yet as well. Talk about how that targeted professional development has helped your teachers and that culture change has helped your teachers approach things in that way as well with the I'm not there yet. I was just in a meeting this afternoon with teachers in an opportunity to participate in a professional learning targeted session with an expert in our community. And the question that I heard over and over again between and amongst themselves was a willingness to say, I don't know, what are your, what's your thinking? Or what do you think about this idea? I'm going to plan my lesson tomorrow in this format. Can you give me feedback? So the big word I heard today, and it was a big celebration for me, was trust. They have learned to trust each other, to work together, and just seeing that collaboration in action was just, you know, I as an administrator just sat back for just a few minutes and just watched it happen. And that's a powerful moment halfway through our school improvement grant to um, have our staff members willing to admit to each other's as professionals, I don't know, what do you, what do you know? And can you help me out? And the willingness for them to help each other out was just a powerful moment. One of those aha moments of the day for me. Yeah, absolutely. So the word I want to say is learning to trust each other, to admit to each other and themselves, I don't know, look at my student data, what I did today didn't work, but if we you did the same assessment in the other third grade class and you got it, what did you do that worked? Because I want to know, because I know I need to do that myself. Oh my goodness, that's just tremendous achievement for my staff. And what's so exciting about that is that it's not about who is better or worse than somebody. 
It's about, I really want to be my best and focus on that. Is that affirming what you've seen as well? Yes, I want to do my personal best and, you know, I can't do it on my own. I need help. And, you know, how can we work together in a collaborative team to make that happen? And I just can't say how um, proud I am of my staff for achieving that moment today. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, so I've got a great story to share about that. When I was an assistant principal at that Title I school, I had a teacher who was a kindergarten teacher, which is not my strong suit, who said, I'm going to try something new. So when you come in for your observation of me for my evaluation, I'm going to do this new thing because I want to show you what I'm trying out. And most of the time, teachers are you know, a little bit nervous about that observation, or some may be tempted to do a dog and pony show of sorts to make sure they meet all the check boxes. Her approach was completely different where she wanted to try something new where she was likely going to fail so that she could get feedback so that she could become better. And that aha moment that you were just talking about was exactly what I experienced with her. And it was so amazing to see because she really did try something new, go out on a limb, and then she nailed it and she wasn't perfect. But that experience was what she nailed, and she was able to do it without feeling like she was going to be judged for doing poorly. I mean, just so exciting when you see teachers make those leaps that are not easy to do and have utmost confidence in them that they can be successful. And the willingness to try something new and different. We've had a lot of new and different here. And I don't know if they always agreed with it, but they were willing to move forward with uh, the professional development they have been given and to try it out and to fine tune it, to make it their own and working on student engagement, effective instruction, and creating their own culture of learning in their own classroom. And it's, it hasn't been an easy road and it's still, there are still challenges ahead of us, but we have a foundation of trust and um, a culture of learning that we are really excited about. Thank you for listening to Transformative Principle. I'm your host, Jethro Jones, and that was a great interview with Kimberly Miles. We are going to talk next week. We're going to continue talking with her about PLCs, the leadership team, and about how they are doing at their school in more detail. Please share this with your friends on Facebook and Twitter and all those social medias so that more people can learn from the amazing principles on this podcast. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the EduPodcast Network. Go to edupodcastnetwork.com. And if you're looking at doing a makerspace, please check out the Tech Educator Podcast, which is all about STEAM education and makerspaces this last episode. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. 
When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.